Amen. Let's continue clapping. Let's give it to God real quick. God is good. God is good. He's been so great already throughout this camp. I want to go ahead and uh, thank Brother, Brother Maddox, Brother Teston, Brother Anthony, the whole AYD team. And this is just a privilege and an honor. When I got the message, I, when I got the message to do this or not, I kind of got nervous, almost thought about, you know, maybe I'm not ready for this, but I think God spoke to me in that moment and said, you better take this opportunity because we need to be willing to be used by God because if you're not willing, God will eventually pass you on. So I want to go ahead and get into what I have this morning. I want to start with a little history. I'm going to be reading out of 1 Samuel chapter 15 today. And at this time in the Israelite history, they did not have a king before this, but the Israelites, as we know, begged for a king. They asked God for a king to be like everyone else. And God, through all the resentment, decided that he was going to give a king to the Israelites. So he placed Saul into this position. So I want to go ahead and read 1 Samuel, starting with chapter 15, verse 3. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy, pay attention to the wording here, utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not, but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. And then I'm going to move ahead to verse 9, which reads... But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fatlings and the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them, but everything that was vile and refused that they destroyed utterly. And then I'm going to keep going into all the way to chapter, uh, verse 11. Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, It repenteth me that I have set Saul up to be king, for he has turned his back from following me and hath not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel that he cried unto the Lord all night. And I will skip ahead again to verse 19. Wherefore, this is Samuel speaking to Saul. I want to go ahead and say that. Wherefore, then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the soil, and didst evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said unto Samuel, Yes, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone thy way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the spoil, the sheep and oxen, the chief of things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, listen here, to obey is better than sacrifice. And then Samuel said, Hath the Lord, I'm sorry, for rebellion is in the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness, iniquity, and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected him from being king. So I want to pray real fast. If we could close our eyes and lift our hands. Lord, we ask you to move. We thank you for the word that was already brought forth. And we ask that your anointing would be in this place and you would continue to move through this message, Lord. Okay, you may be seated. So one thing when we get talking about Saul that I believe a lot of people forget is that Saul 
even though had a bad ending, he was chosen, handpicked by God, and called and anointed by the man of God, as many of us are here. We all have a calling, I believe, and we are all called by God. And what we forget is that Saul was also called by God. He just messed up. Now, where Saul was, God had given him the mission that he was to go and utterly destroy the Amalekites. God was going to deliver the enemy into Saul's hand. God was ready to completely give Saul what he needed to destroy the enemy and have complete and total freedom, but Saul got selfish. Saul's selfishness showed in this setting when Saul decided that he wasn't going to obey the voice of the Lord and defeat his enemy, but he was going to keep what he thought was good. Saul didn't listen to what the Lord said. Saul listened to what Saul said and got selfish. I think sometimes God wants to deliver us from our enemy, but we say, I want to keep that part. God, I want to keep that part. You say, God tells you, get out of that relationship. You say, okay, I'll get out, but I want to keep talking to him, God. I'm not, I'm not ready to give them up yet. God will try to deliver someone from a spirit of lust and a pornography addiction, and you say, God, I'll stop watching porn, but I'm going to keep scrolling this social media page and lusting after these people. You've got to understand that when God calls you to defeat your enemy, you are to completely and utterly defeat your enemy. I don't know, me and Brother Noah, we didn't compare our messages before we got up here, but he came up and preached about the signs of exit. But I think what we gotta focus on is that sometimes to find those exit signs, we've gotta give some things up that we're not willing to give up. It's been a common theme. Brother Tuesday, Tuesday morning, Brother Anthony got up and he preached on the price of the mantle, the calling of God, the deliverance of God. It comes with a cost. If you're not willing to pay the cost, then you're not gonna get what you need. The thing about Saul's victory is he won over the Amalekites, but he didn't completely win over the Amalekites. And I was thinking, I was in my dorm putting some finishing touches on this, and I was just thinking, I was like, God, what exactly was there that Saul did? What did Saul miss? And I felt God so strongly say to me this word, these words, a half victory is not a victory. You can't half win your battle and win the war. You've got to completely win your victory. You can't shout until you feel good, but you know deep down that you're still in where you were before. You've got to go all the way and get your complete victory. Saul didn't kill Agag. And this is my title today. Some of us have to be ready because it is time to slay Agag in this house. We've got to defeat the enemy. Samuel tried, Saul tried to justify this by saying to Samuel that he tried to keep these things as a sacrifice. He tried to keep them because they were good. Sometimes we will use the excuse, especially I think in relationships, God I know you told me to get out of it, but I'm good for this person. They're better with me. But obedience is more important than sacrifice. you got to understand that. If you are just trying to keep something and make an excuse by saying it's for sacrifice, you're not in the will of God because obedience is more important than sacrifice.
I want to read another verse, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 33. And Samuel said, this is him speaking to Agag after he had spoken to Saul. Samuel says, as thy sword has made women childless, so shall thy mother be childless among women. And Samuel hewed Agag into pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. When I was reading this, I was wondering what was the significance of it, and I felt God impress unto me, your unwillingness to completely destroy your enemy is making your man of God, your pastor, fight battles he shouldn't have to. Your pastor's your shepherd, but he shouldn't have to be fighting your battles. You should be fighting your battles. He's there to support you. He's there to give you what you need, but he shouldn't be fighting for you. You've got to be willing to fight on your own because your man of God is already fighting. He's already your shepherd. He's watching out over you, and he shouldn't have to fight and destroy the things that you could not destroy. If we don't give God all God's not going to give all back. If you're stuck in an addiction, if you're stuck in something you can't get out of, someone once told me one time when I was talking about this with them, they said, if you get in the word, if you will pray and you will fast and you will read your Bible, God will do back what you're doing for him and he will do exceedingly and abundantly because that's the kind of God we serve. You can't outwork God. You can't outgive God. If you put in what you have, he'll put in even more. He'll put in triple. You can't even put a number on it because that's how much greater God is than our enemies. One thing I want to focus on with that last verse is that if you look at the chapter 15, if you look at the order of the verses, Samuel slays Agag after he has removed Saul from the will of God. Your pastor is going to have to fight your battles after you're gone. You're not even there anymore because your enemy has gotten to the point where it has consumed you and you're gone. And you're not fighting. And now your pastor's having to fight your enemy and fight to get you back. Because like it's in the order in the chapter, you're already out of the will of God. He's having to fight twice as hard to defeat your enemy and get you back. It's a lot harder to fight an enemy when the person that is supposed to be fighting the enemy doesn't even want to fight. You've got to want to fight. You've got to get after your enemy so that you can be an exit sign and so that you can pay the price to get the mantle. You have got to put in the work so God can put in the work back. If you do not kill your enemy, your enemy will kill you. One thing that's so important about this is once Saul lost his kingship, once he became out of the will of God, that is when we see King David come step on the scene. And he's, we know David is one of the most important figures in the Bible. He was a man after God's own heart. And he stepped in. God chose him because Saul wasn't willing to follow God. It makes me want to wonder, if Saul would have followed the will of God, would we have known about David or would Saul have been the man after God's own heart? If you won't do what God calls you to do, he'll pass you and call someone else that will do what he wants you to do. If you won't step up and fight your enemy and listen to the call of God, God will move on and call the person who is willing. 
I believe that today, I just want to say thank you real quick to Brother Kerry for organizing this because this has been so powerful already. And I believe that today is the day that some people are getting ready to step up and some people are getting ready to slay that enemy. I, God spoke to me when I was writing this out just the other day that Brother Anthony preached on Tuesday about the price of the mantle. He said it's time to give some things up, but God told me that, he, that not everyone has given up what you want to give up. Sometimes you don't get a second chance, but God has sent me here today with this almost same message from a different book to give you a second chance to give up what you want to give up. If you missed your opportunity Tuesday, today's your opportunity. I can't say for sure, I'm not Brother Maddox, I'm not Brother Anthony, but I would like to think that what he said, if you have something that you want to get rid of to a counselor, it still applies. God, they're not going to use this as an aha, got you, go home moment. They're trying to use this as a save your soul and get you to heaven moment. We saw multiple filled for the first time with the Holy Ghost last night. Some of us need a renewing, some of us need to be filled for the first time, but we've got to just give up what we want to give up. Sin is enjoyable for a season. We don't want to get rid of it, but we've got to. We have got to kill the enemy and do what God wants us to do because the most important thing that you can learn from this is that obedience is the most important to God. I believe the thing about Saul where he really messed up, he did mess up by not destroying the Amalekites, by sparing Agag and sparing the livestock. But I believe where he really messed up is when he came back to the man of God and he told him that he did obey God's command. Saul believed he was in the right, even though he knew he was clearly in the wrong. We've got to put our pride to the side and stop saying that we're right when we know blatantly we've disobeyed God. If we just continue to think so highly of ourselves, to think that we do no wrong, you've got to understand that God is, he knows, he knows the end from the beginning, the beginning from the end, and he knows what's going on in your life. He knows if you're obeying him, and he knows if you're not. It doesn't matter how many times he stares you in the face, or you stare God in the face, and you say, God, I obeyed you, I obeyed you, I obeyed you, but you didn't, you're not going to win. You can't negotiate with God. God has told you what he wants, and you've got to listen to him. I believe, I believe we just need to go ahead and pray. If we could just raise our hands right now. If we could pray where we are right now. I believe we've heard a word. I believe Brother Bishop gave us a great word. I believe this is timely. I believe it's been a, such a theme at camp for the deliverance and the cost of deliverance. Some people still haven't paid that cost. That's why I'm here today. God sent me because you still haven't killed your enemy and God is telling you that right now is the time. On a Thursday morning, now is the time that we have got to go in and destroy our enemy. If you want to be free, you don't have to wait till tonight. You can be free right now. But you've got to destroy your enemy. Oh, let's just lay, raise our hands and close our eyes across this place right now. God, we ask you that you would move. We ask you that you would be with us, God. We ask you, you would give us the strength to destroy our enemy. Your strength comes from the Lord and he can give you what you need. It may seem impossible to you, but nothing is too hard for God. He is going to give you that strength if we continue to pray. Lord, we just ask that you would give us the strength, Lord, that you would allow us to destroy our enemy, that God, you would just be there for us. If we give it all to him, he will give it all to us. Let's continue to pray. Lord, we thank you, Jesus.